Are you about to order kitchen cabinets for a kitchen that does not work at all? Well, then you better call Paul. Hi, Loretta. This is Paul from Mainline Kitchen Design. Are you there? Hi, Paul. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes. Welcome to Better Call Paul or Calls with Paul, depending on what we're calling it that day. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I think I read every blog post and every comment on everything on your website. It was a breath of fresh air. Can I just say, we've been noodling over this kitchen remodel since we moved into this house two years ago. Uh-huh. And it just was hard to get information that made any sense. And that was the, I was done. My husband, I was so excited because it made sense to me what you said. And it sort of synced with what I felt like um, and what I was observing. So, oh, it was so great. Thank you so much. All right. I'm just bringing up, I've just unzipped your files. So now they're unzipped. I'm just going through now. So this is the, are they all the designs that the designer came up with? So is that all the pictures that we're going through are all 2020 printouts? Okay. So so I got that one. Maybe I'll print out this one. All right. The one thing I don't have here is I don't see anywhere is we don't have any measurements. So we don't right. have a top-down view. I can't really tell what the distances are that you're leaving. So Yes, um, I know. She hasn't given me those. Um, she's no. waiting for me to order my cabinets. She doesn't right. want to lose her design. So, well, you could it's make... Part of the game, right? Yeah, well, if you measured your kitchen, like the one measurement yes. you would really want would be how far it is from the wall that is on the refrigerator, that the refrigerator is on, all the way across the room to the wall that the sink is on. If we had just that number, we would really know if this really all worked or not. Yes, I I thought you were gonna ask me that. So it's 166 inches, which is just shy of 14 feet wide, the whole kitchen wall to wall. 166, that's perfect. And it looks like you're ceiling oh, height. Well, no, I mean, that's perfect that we have the number. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that would that would be a kitchen that I would say does not work at all. I knew from what you had written, right? Because people can't sit, like what you said, people can't right. sit at that island and you can't open the refrigerator. Yeah, you can't, you can't even open the refrigerator even if nobody's sitting at the island. If you stand in front of your, because you are, you're, you have, you're, you've got a total of the distance, like that your countertop comes out on your sink side. So you have 166 inches. So I'm going to first subtract the distance that the countertop comes out on the sink side, which is 25 and a half inches. So 25 right. plus. So, 25 and a half. Okay. Right. So then I'm going to subtract, how far does the refrigerator come out? Well, I know that the, uh, the box okay. yeah. of the refrigerator comes out 24 inches. If I say how much of these doors going to come out, they're going to come out probably another three inches or more, you know, more than three inches when you include the handles. Well, let's just say it's three inches. So we're going to say 24 yeah. three is 27. So tw- I'm taking off 27 again. So 166 minus 25.5 minus 27 minus. And then how big is your island? So your island in this picture I'm looking at looks like, what do you got on the back side? This island looks inordinately deep. Let me see if I can go back here. 
So you have cabinets on the back of the island. So right. your island countertop oh. is going to be your cabinetry for the island is 36 inches, is 36 inches of cabinets, real, I mean, really, 24 inches of yeah, cabinets. Yeah, I think so too. On the side, yeah. 36 on the back side, plus you got three, inch, three inches of overhang, an inch and a half on the front side, an inch and a half on the oh. back side. So that's 39 right. so minus 39 equals. So you're left with 74 and a half inches of space. That's not <gasps> stuff. And we say, let's say we want you want to split that space evenly, divided by two. You have 37 inches and a quarter inches oh, between the countertop on your sink side and the countertop on your island side, and between the countertop on your island side and the refrigerator doors. So you could just take a tape measure, measure 37 and a quarter inches in front of your present refrigerator and put a chair there just, and then try to open your refrigerator. And you, you'll find that even yeah. without anybody sitting there and even without a chair that has maybe, in this picture, they have a back on the chair. So when you push the yeah. chair in, the back of the chair is still gonna stick out two or three inches. So you won't even have 35 oh my God. inches. You're only gonna have 35 inches. So, you know, this, this kitchen, this kitchen design this way, flat out doesn't work. And it really would, I would say, even though it is the thing that people want because everybody wants this island and wants all of these things. Yep. When you, if you actually did this and then you went to sell your house, then even though yeah. it would be attractive to look at when the real estate agent and the husband and the wife and their mother-in-law all came over and walked through the room, they'd all be getting stuck and could have to turn sideways to get yeah. around each other and everything else. So, I mean, it wouldn't, it, it would be a space that, would you know frustrate anybody be, anybody walking through it and certainly for you working in it it's what we have a name for a kitchen like this it's called a one cook kitchen only one person oh. can be in the kitchen at any given time because oh my gosh that's horrible yeah once no, you put a second no. person here so oh yeah so, no i'm italian i'm a little italian lady and uh -huh. i want my kitchen full of people <laughs> okay so this would totally clog things up Anybody sits down at your island, you now can't even get in the refrigerator at all because you only have. Wow. You know, when you when somebody sits at the island, they're going to be twenty four inches in back. That means there's only twelve inches to open up the doors. Oh. Well, the doors are eighteen inches on the if you got. Oh if, my god! You happen to get a French door refrigerator. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's this is a very common kind of thing that we see. It's sort of. Um, what, like, what would be the word, I guess, wishful thinking is that yeah. you know, this, this makes it look like you can get so much in your space, but it's not really realistic. And then there's other things that really don't work either in the design. I mean, uh, other than the, the, the fact that the design is attractive is the good part. <clears throat> but, it is beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's other things like how long is the island? You know, I'm looking at the cabin. 11 feet. Yeah, it's so, 11 feet long. So if it's 11 feet long, then do you know that granite and quartz in the normal colors only comes in 10 foot lengths. So what that means is you, there's only a few colors that will cost double the price that will be available in 11 foot lengths. Oh my gosh, no. No, so, no, no, no. Yeah, it's so not, you, I'm not, no. So you want to make your island 10 feet long simply so that you don't have to have a seam in the middle of it. And by the way, 
if it's 11 feet long anyway, it's so long, 10 feet is long. When it's 11 feet long, not only are you going to pay double for the countertop, it's pretty much an aircraft carrier in the middle of New York. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's gigantic. Um, so I worry about walking around the friggin' thing. It's got, I mean, I'm going to have to walk a marathon every time. So that is too funny. With your, with your kitchen, the unfortunate solution that you have to do to make your kitchen really work is either when you, if these are the dimensions that you have, you're, you, it, what you really have to do is you have to make your island significantly shallower. And the way a lot of no seating. well, you could still get seating, but you're not going to, it's not going to be as an attractive an island, um, only because yeah. as it gets thinner, it sort of looks a little skimpy. So a lot of times what yeah. people would do is they just get six more inches out of it. So then that would still not be that great. Because if I take the 37 inches and I add three inches, now you're going to have 40 inches between the refrigerator and the countertop in between the countertop and the, on the island and the sink, but you won't be able to sit at two ends. What you would do is you'd make the island and you'd put 12 inch deep cabinets that were 30 inches wide on the ends of the island to close in the sides. And then you'd make the middle cabinets on the island. I don't know if you're following me. Only 18. Yeah, I am. You make the middle cabinets 18 inches deep and then the chairs could go in back of them. and then. You, it's the island would actually look just as substantial as it does now because from the sides it's still going to look like 30 inches of deep cabinets so it will look good from the sides but and it won't look so skimpy and and then you'll you'll get six extra inches but it's still pretty tight it's still you know you got 40 inches now instead of 37 so there's no question that the design that really works the best here is doing a u-shaped kitchen with a peninsula you oh. sit, you'd have the peninsula come off the side where the sink is, and then you'd sit at the back of the peninsula facing into, isn't your, like right now, do you have a table sort of where the end of the island is in that space? Yes, and the island is uh, very oddly shaped, um, sort of a, the island kind of sits catty corner, if that. Mm -hmm. Like it goes di oh you know what I'm talking about it goes diagonal it's just really horrible yeah and it, um, it creates a lot of really strange but so but you do have a, yeah. you have at the bottom of this picture you have right now a table with an eating table so yeah. when you've actually yeah. extended your island this far and extended your cabinets on the sink side this far now you can't have a table anymore so right because. I have a dining room that's through um, the opening adjacent to the cooktop. And I also have a sunroom that is sort of, I'm looking at 004, the view that you're looking straight at the sink. To the left, there's an opening there. That's a little sunroom. And that's where I'd like sort of my, you know, my breakfast room to be. Okay. So I don't need well, another place. So that was what sort of gave rise to this. I don't need another, I don't need any seating in the kitchen. Well, I, I would say the dining room is no problem, but you definitely, if you're, you know, always, as long as this, and the sunroom is sort of an extension of the house, like to the left of the glass door wall cap that you've got. Is that the sunroom, that direction? The glass door? Like the glass door, oh. like the sink 
on the left of the sink, yeah. there's a big opening on the, you know, going towards the left of the yeah. sink. You have the one, then you have the glass door yeah. cabinets on the end, then a big opening. That's where the sun yes. is. Correct. So that's a really nice place to eat. And so, yes, that all uh, works and you no longer need a seating area if that's what you're doing. So you really but have a I think what you're of, I think you have a couple of solutions to your kitchen. One would be to do a U-shaped kitchen where you would sit like on the end of this whole thing that's coming out. Um, you just have the U coming yeah. out so that it was like sort of going out towards the refrigerator. And then you could sit on the side of the U and also sit on the end of the U going towards the refrigerator, but just leave yourself, you know, 45 inches in front of the refrigerator at least so that you could sit on the end, open the refrigerator door and everything else. And ideally 48 inches would be perfect, but 45 from the front of the refrigerator is doable. And that's a five, that's five more inches than the best case scenario that you're gonna get with an island. And then the, yeah. the only, the other alternative that you have would be to get your refrigerator off of this wall. So if you got yeah. your refrigerator out of the back of your island, you could maybe, you know, you have a bunch of choices of how you want to do this. I think that the, the easiest way to do this might be to, um, if I'm looking at it, to either, let's see, so if I'm looking head on at it, to maybe even close in your breakfast room a wall a little bit so that you can get your refrigerator on the end you know, maybe where the glass door wall cabinet is or something like yep. that. And yeah. then just close the wall in a little bit. And then once the refrigerator is off of that wall, you could then have like 12 inch deep pantry cabinets on that wall. And they're not going to be, you know, they're, they're going to give you a whole nother foot. So then you'll have 37.25 plus six, that's 43. That's suddenly just the minimum size that we really think works. I mean, it's actually not the size that we're, we're taught as kitchen designers that we're supposed to be leaving. 48 inches yeah. is the, the distance that we, we're supposed to be, but it's only five inches less than that. So it's, it's doable. Two people, one person could be at the island and a person could stand in back of them at the sink and they wouldn't be totally bumping into each other you know if you have yeah. less than the 42 or 43 inches then they can't even stand there every time you your butt to your butt cheek to butt cheek if you have a, <laughs> trying to work at each, each part so yeah um, so yeah so that's okay either one of those two choices is sort of the layout that sort of works for your kitchen is get rid of the refrigerator on the back wall switch to 12 inch deep pantry cabinets and or no cabinets or whatever, however you want to wrestle with that solution. You do have the wall that bump out, bumps out there with the doorway. Yeah. In the, in the picture, like what's through there? Is that just a hallway or what's there? It's that goes there. That's uh, the mudroom, the laundry machines and the entrance from the garage is right there. You could probably Say make that move that wall in a little bit, right? Yes, that room that, and we could even do away with that closet altogether and bring the kitchen all the way. Yeah, uh, you could even make it if you're like just gonna. It, yeah, if you were just gonna make it twelve inch deep cabinets on that wall, like pantry cabinets, 
you could just bump that wall in 12 inches too. And then yeah. you know, it wouldn't be sticking out. And then your island, the way it's designed so beautifully here, but just 12 inches too long will work. And then this whole design, which is very attractive and I think is nice. There's some other issues we'll go over, but works okay. well. But that's the only way you get this design to work, in my opinion, is the refrigerator's got to come across the room onto the sink side. Okay. And, and so, or I mean, I, you keep it the way it is and do a U-shaped kitchen sitting at the, the back of the peninsula, which I really like a lot and a lot of kitchen designers like a lot, but our customers don't. So our customers- Why do customers- Why do we always want islands? Everybody wants it. And the funniest thing for my life is I can't tell you how many times this happens, but always everybody wants an island that doesn't fit. And there'll be a time like on a Saturday when there'll be four designers working before COVID with their customers. And at one point, I'll just be listening to the other designers. And we're all <laughs> in the process of fighting with our customers, trying to make their islands smaller so that, and we actually sell yeah. cabinets. So we're all trying to sell them less cabinets so that we can make the kitchen functional, but they just want the island yeah. bigger and bigger because until it's a reality, nobody's really accepting it, you know? Everybody everybody wants an island. And then once in a blue moon, we get some customer that has such a big kitchen, they could actually have two islands. Two islands, I did customer. think about that. Well, yeah, you could have, your kitchen, no. is pretty, your kitchen could have two islands too. And if you did a version with two islands, well, I hadn't even thought about that. But if you did a version with two islands, you could sort of have. I have, I have um, yeah, you could sort of move your refrigerator and get it right into the middle of the two islands to sort of make it so you could step back from the refrigerator. That's a third way to do it. You split these islands up and you bring it sort of down and then you have the refrigerator just end up in the middle of the islands and then oh. maybe in between the two islands. And then you maybe make your islands 30 inches deep too, besides 36, so that you're sort of compromise. There's three compromises you're making. You get a double island, center the refrigerator in the middle so people can go to the refrigerator, open the doors and step back into the space between the two islands. So yes, that's I am following. So that's a third way to do it. You got really three versions that work this one is very attractive, but does not. So it is beautiful, but I hear you. That's why I was thinking, and I kept telling the kitchen designer, I'm like, I don't think there's enough room there. Oh, don't worry about it. She keeps saying, I keep bringing it up. I'm like, I don't think, because I read, you know, and I can see that you're what you're supposed to have. And I know I don't have that. And she's like, oh, right. don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, I, 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 that I that's, so appreciate this. That, that's perturbing to me because uh, that means that she's very dangerous. What other things is she not thinking about? Well, I'll tell you yeah. one other thing she's not thinking about. Why don't you have a hood over your stove? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know. You have to have Is it going to be up in those cabinets? Yeah, you have to have some kind of hood over your stove. And she's got a 36 inch hood, or a 36 inch range underneath the stove. So it's a very powerful range. You have to have something to protect the cabinets underneath. And you have to, and you should really have your, your a, a powerful range like that should be vented outside. It doesn't have to be vented with a professional ventilation system, hood. but it, it yeah. could be just a 400 CFM hood, but it still should be vented outside. 
I mean, you don't want to be spending a fortune on a kitchen and then all the smoke and grease in your whole kitchen is just coating your cabinets and your countertop. Oh my gosh. Because there's no way to get it. Yeah. You, know, you want to get all that stuff out of your house when you're cooking, especially with white cabinets and white countertops. And, you know, you got a white on white kitchen. You're probably going to have a white backsplash. So you're, no, you're, I'm not. I kept telling her you probably she keeps putting that um, marble in there. I'm, I'm just getting a black honed granite um, countertop, a very classic black and white. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that those and are if, your design choices, and you definitely want to get a hood. And then, uh, other than that, any critiques that I have? I mean, you really have to wrestle with which of these three functional design choices you want to make. And then have somebody, I don't know if I want it to be, I would want it to be her, the person that's encouraging me to do, do something I think is a terrible idea. Yeah. But whoever redoes the kitchen, then maybe you come back on another Friday and we tweak their new oh. design with, uh, oh. you know, after they, they get it into a, a, a more functional place. Okay, thank you. And so that was another question that I had was what, I mean, I know, I think that you had said in your um, blogging and posts um, about Googling someone and how do you find a good designer? Where are you I'm located? I'm finding that they're not, I'm in Rhode Island. I know, I wish I were local. So now, so if you were in Rhode Island, we have designers that we recommend on our website. We yes, you do. Our... You recommended um, Kitchen and Bath Gallery in Warwick, actually. Okay. So, Is there someone there I can ask for oh, in particular? I don't see... Yeah, no. So I don't, the way that we recommend people is we don't know any of these people at all. So I'll just give you a real quick synopsis of how we recommend them. We just first look at their house profiles on house.com. Oh, wow. And okay. We, and we see the, the pictures of kitchens that they show. When we look at the pictures of kitchens, if we see mistakes in the pictures of their kitchens, then we know that, you know, first off, you should be posting the pictures of the kitchens you're proud of. And you don't really, you know, and if you're showcasing mistakes, either you don't have anything better to showcase, or you don't know any better, or you're just an idiot. I don't know. By looking at people's kitchens and eliminating the companies that have mistakes, that eliminates 80% of everybody, every kitchen company. So now we're only down to 20%. So then we take that 20% of the people. And then we then look on house. It's very easy to get good reviews because you're only asking customers that are happy. You're inviting them most of the time to review you. So it makes it very easy to have a good review on house. So like on our company, we have a 5.0 rating on house. On Google, we only have 4.7. We have 4.7 on Google, not because our customers have rated us poorly, but because I answer our phones and I piss off the people that call us when I tell them things they don't want to hear, that the people that aren't even our customers give us one-star reviews. That's uh, why we have yeah, a 4.7 yeah. review on Google. So what we do next is after we find the people on house that don't, that don't show mistakes and have nice kitchens, then we take that 20% that's left. We make sure that they have good reviews on Google and good reviews on Yelp and good reviews maybe on Angie's List if they're listed on Angie's List. Places where you can get rack up bad reviews from people if you don't do a good job and then if they yeah. then the last thing we do is we go on their website and we make sure that they sell cabinets across the whole pricing spectrum 
so that they sell inexpensive cabinets that we think are well-made up to expensive brands that are well-made just so that we know they're not trying to pigeonhole all of their customers into custom cabinetry or, yes. know, or something else. Like that. So yes. all that being said, okay. wow. if, you go, you, if you go on our website and we recommended that place, now we know that there's somebody there that knows what they're doing. Your job is to find out who that person is and then see okay. if you get them to be your designer. Right. Um, well, I guess I can say who's, yeah, sometimes on house, you, you know who the designer is, they'll say. Sometimes they'll tell you. Um, sometimes you could just call up on yeah. the phone and just say, hi, I was just wondering who the most experienced person is there. Is there a person that's, uh, and maybe start with them or that's okay, a, good, good. a good place to start or, or you look at their, go to their house page. And like you said, maybe they show a couple of beautiful kitchens and they mention who the designer's name was and you can start with that. But yeah, so that, that would be a good place to start because at least we know there's somebody there that's knowledgeable and that the company itself gets good reviews and that the company itself yeah. isn't going bankrupt or is, we hope is solvent if all their customers are happy <laughs> and, you know, they're writing yeah. good reviews. Okay. Okay, and the last question I want to, I would, I love, I would love to ask you is, um, so I studied and studied your cabinet ratings, and uh -huh. I, what I would like to find, well, it sort of confirmed my thinking is that um, the cabinets are, there's a lot of high end, and there's a lot at the low end. There's not many middle range of prices don't seem to be worth it or something. Um, but what I'm sure. looking for, I think. I don't, I don't want anything fancy. I don't need any special finishes. I think that with this design, I don't need, I don't need custom cabinets. I think I can go stock cabinets. Um, sure. But I would like a super high quality stock cabinet. And well, um, there's no question what that you... the, best, the best brand we think is Fabiwood in that category. Okay. They're not immune to okay. having supply chain issues. They have a couple of colors right now, like, but you're getting white, Cabinets. Yeah, white wanna, shaker. Yeah, white white shaker cabinets. Then they are not out of stock with any of those that any of that, and their wow. white shaker cabinets are as nice as the most expensive cabinets that we sell. When you look at them, their finishes are that are that nice. So I always, <sighs> if you go to our website, for example, and you go to the gallery page on our website. There's a kitchen that we describe as Villanova renovated barn. Yes, yes, the barn one. Right. That's all Fabiwood that cabinets. Is, so that, that's, that's Fabiwood cabinets. And only because the customer was getting shaker white cabinets. And that kitchen was supposed to be on the Philadelphia Orchestra's Kitchen of Distinction tour before COVID hit. And that tour was $200 a ticket to go to rich people's <gasps> houses. <gasps> and see their kitchen <laughs> and you know have some kind of hors d'oeuvres by famous chefs in the kitchens and it's fabulous that kitchen was wow so it's not like and that customer there was just no reason for her she wanted standard full overlay cabinets in a standard shaker door style yeah. in heights that weren't because the ceiling is lofted heights that weren't even going to the ceiling there was just no reason yeah. for her to be in anything other than that wow I'm looking at the picture right now, the one that's on the um, cabinet ratings page. 
Oh, um, we show it the the, uh, the island kitchen. Yes. So that's fabulous. Yeah. Yes. You know, oh, with that long. barn yeah. wood on the side, that must have been custom. This is phenomenal. Well, this well that's beautiful. just. It was actually. I I lied. It really wasn't a barn. What it was was a stable. So it was gigantic oh stables for a mansion. And then the it, this oh, house is beautiful. You go to the house. They have a loft with a master bedroom suite that's open with with the whole rest of a second floor underneath it and the kitchen is on the, like the loft is on the third floor and it, it has you know incredibly high beam ceilings it's incredibly beautiful but yeah. um, but this was a stable and the wood that's on the side if you if you go to our website and you look at it that's not cabinetry that's the planks from the stables that they just oh. cleaned off oh. in urethane and they wrapped the fabulous cabinets in because if you go to the front of the island, you'll see it's all white cabinets again. It's only the back and yeah. the sides of the island that were wrapped in the stable planks. Wow. Oh, here it is. It's scrolling through. It's so beautiful. Oh, so yeah, it's a nice kitchen. Island. There's a lot Stunning. of other ones in there, too, that Stunning. are fabulous. So I, I would just say that that's okay. Fabulous is the best of these inexpensive brands and maybe... I don't know. I understand that Wolf is having some supply chain problems now, but Wolf used to be okay. the second best of these brands. J and K maybe third, but there's a lot of these inexpensive brands. But I don't think there's any question that Fabulous sort of leads the pack on the less expensive brands that are well made and and the finishes and everything look like they're the expensive brands. Wow. And so the other, I um, wrote down ones that sort of look like it, they fit my criteria. Um, mm. And CNC is not as nice as Fabulous. Yeah, we carry CNC. We're, we're actually going to be taking down their doors right now and taking them out yeah. of our offices only because they have such bad supply chain problems right now that oh. you'll order a whole kitchen and a third of the cabinets won't be available. So that's one of their okay. problems. And they're really good for rental properties because... Um, the finishes are definitely not as nice as fabulous. What I tell customers if they're getting CNC is like if you're flipping a house or if it's a rental property, nobody's going to be that picky. And no one's taking a microscope when they walk through a kitchen and looking at the paint up close. But we know when we sell a whole kitchen to a customer, they're anal and they go over the whole kitchen. And if you're yeah. getting CNC, <laughs> I don't want to come to your house after your cabins get delivered and find a whole you know, 20 pieces of blue tape yeah. on all of these cabinets because here's a drip here. Here's a little bit of a spot that the, the finish looks rough. I can see the joint yeah. on this cabinet. It's like, you're not getting CNC. You know, CNC is 20% less than Fabulous generally. And the 20% is, it, it's still a well-constructed cabinet, but the 20% is all looks. And so I, I would yeah. say if it's your own house, you don't want CNC because you want the better looking cabinet and it's worth the 20% to pay for it. Okay. I'm also thinking about, um, and the, the, the kitchen place that is on your website that's local for me sells birch. Uh -huh. Birch, if I pronounce that, B-E-R-T-C-H. Sure, yeah. Um, and that's more pricey. Do you yeah. think that's a worthwhile um, step up for me? I don't, mind, I don't mind paying for quality, but I don't want to pay more and not get anything more. Well, you're not going to be getting much more. Birch, Birch is a much nicer, more expensive cabinet brand. But the question is, if you're getting white shaker full overlay doors, you're paying a bunch more money for not for nothing, really. So that would be okay. 
if you could find somebody that sold Fabuwood or Wolf or maybe J and K, those would be the three top leaders in this these kind of finishes. Okay. And the, you know the finishes um, are as nice as the finishes from like you were right when you said the middle price lines. You're taking a step down in quality, and the reason you're taking a step down in quality is now the doors are painted and finished in the United States and labor is much more expensive and they can't sand the doors smooth and do all the, the uh, labor intensive work to get these cabinets finished so that they really look like the expensive brands. So you'll oh, get so... the middle oh price God. brand, you'll get colors that you couldn't get in the less expensive brands. They'll have wood species like cherry and maple and hickory and birch and all these different ver these different cabinet woods that you can get. Don't be expecting, there's no question we have two samples out right on our desk today, just to make sure a customer understands that they're getting Timberlake from us and they're getting colors that are the same as Fabiwood. So they're spending 25% more to get Timberlake, but the door style and finish that they're picking is almost Fabiwoods. So I want them to understand before they buy this, that they're paying 25% and the quality will be less. So, yeah. uh, because they're made in the United States. If they were picking Timberlake and they were getting cherry cabinets or they were getting maple cabinets or they were getting a green cabinet color, all things that they just can't get in Fabiwood or any of the inexpensive brands, then their decisions would have made sense to me. But they don't make so much sense when they're picking the same thing Fabiwood sells and they're paying 25% more for a tiny, tiny, tiny little adjustment in the color of the blue that they're picking. And- but Oh, I'm not that fussy. Picking. Oh my goodness. But they're, you know, you look yeah. at the finish, I can see the grain coming through on the Timberlake door. I can see cracks on the top of the door and the bottom of the door where the seams are, all the things that I couldn't see in the fabric door. Wow, incredible. But, you know, we sell a lot of all of these different brands but there's a niche and there's a reason to sell them. But if you're getting white shaker, you're not really taking advantage of most of this stuff. Okay, that was my feeling too. I'm not that, I, I don't want, I don't need a statement kitchen. I want something, I want a gathering place for all the people I love. It doesn't well, need to be. But you, can, yeah. you won't be able to tell the difference between the, between the Fabiwood. Awesome. I mean, you know, the people that got the barn, renovated barn kitchen, you know, and if you go through our website, you can see their butler's pantry is beautiful too. Nobody that walks through their house understands that their cabinetry is less expensive. They don't couldn't yeah. tell the difference at all because the finished quality is very good. But it, it's still a painted cabinet. So the one thing you have to always be aware of is that painted cabinetry is more easily damaged. So you have to be more careful with it. Yeah. And if you do scratch it, yeah. nick it, it doesn't matter if it's an expensive brand or an inexpensive brand. They all the painted cabinets scratch, nick easily and are damaged by water. But the good news is because they do get damaged so easily, a whole industry has sprouted up to take care of and, and touch up and fix all these white cabinets that everybody's been buying for 10 years. Uh, and do you think, this is a style question. Um, I'm hearing you say, I wanna do the kitchen and, and forget it. I don't want high maintenance things, generally speaking. Um, I, I want something timeless. I don't want something that's going to look dated. So I feel like the white cabinets with the black countertop is the best shot I have at time as having a timeless kitchen. Would you agree or disagree with that? 
I think white shaker is such a generic thing that uh, it's always going to be popular. And, and black countertops are fine, but really you could get any color countertops and it would be fine. If you got white on white on white, like it is in the picture, maybe that will be a little bit identified with this period that we're in right now, more identifiable. Yeah. But people have always been monochromatic. So there'll always be a time when, you know, white on white on white will always be popular only because there'll always be a niche of customers that are attracted to it. And the white and the black, that will always be also popular. It's something that waxes and wanes in popularity. But I, I like the, you know, the contrast when there's contrast between the countertop and the cabinets, it makes the whole thing more interesting to look at, I think. So I, I mean, think so I, too. I like a contrast, I, but it doesn't have to be black. It could be black. I mean, if you did gray, that would be fine. If you did navy blue, if you did whatever the thing is that you choose, it will be, as long as everything is color coordinated, it will still be timeless. Right. As long as the color choices that you pick are good. I mean, if you pick a color that's, you know, pinky or, you know, some other oh. kind of color that nobody would like, then you're in trouble. But uh, barring yeah. that, anything tasteful, I think you're fine with a very simple shaker door on white. Okay, excellent. Oh my gosh, this has been so helpful. Um, okay. Can I ask you one more, one final question? Okay. So as I move forward from here, I, um, did you say hang on? No, I said one more, go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, I almost want to, so if I want to go with Fabiwood, but I don't like any of the shops, the designers at the shops that sell them, can mm -hmm. I dis decouple the design with the purchase of the cabinets? It's not the way that things are done. No, you have to really, I have to buy the cabinet from the people that are- uh, Owning the design. That are doing the design. But I wouldn't think that finding a Fabiwood dealer would be that hard. And what's the brand that the, the company that we recommended carries? I'll bet you it's Wolf if it's not Fabiwood. Um, I'm looking at my list. Birch. They have to sell something less expensive than Birch. But yeah, yeah. Um, we wouldn't have recommended them otherwise. Wolf, J&K, something like that, maybe. What's the name of the... Our brands. Here it is. Um, Fieldstone, Moser, Centra, Craftmade, Birch, Fairmont. Oh, Fairmont's a... Uh, hmm. I don't We might have made yeah. a... But we might have made an exception to them, but we also might not, they might not also, you can call them up. They might not be advertising. It's like on our website, oh. sometimes we don't advertise some of the lines we carry. So they might be carrying wolf, but not telling you or something like that. Okay. Okay. But really, okay, if you can figure out, you can get somebody to get the design close to the one that you want or direct them if the place gets a good gets good reviews and they sell Fabiwood, you can vet the design with us and we can help you make it make it right. And then they, you can order from them if that's the case. Oh, Paul, this is thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could buy from you. Trust oh, me, okay. I, it would make the whole thing. <laughs> I can't, though, right? Because you're too no, far no, away. Too far away. And that's the thing people have to remember, too, is that really what our job is? is we don't make the cabinets, we don't sell the, I mean, we don't make the cabinets, we don't ship the cabinets, we don't bring the cabinets inside the house, we don't store the cabinets in the warehouse, 
All those things are being done by third parties that we're hiring to do. I mean, we're hiring the cabinet where you're, you're buying cabinets from us and we're picking the, the, per, the company that you're, or you're picking the company that you're buying from us, but we're the dealer for that company. So our job is really to expedite you getting a good kitchen. And it's a very complicated project. And so there's always stuff oh. that goes wrong and always things people need our help. And it's especially in the middle of a supply chain crisis, there's damages, there's the truck drivers that are driving the cabinets around now are less experienced because the profession okay. pays less yeah. money. So they're, they're not securing the cabinets when they're driving around. We had a, one of our customers got a fabulous kitchen delivered. It was a driver that was brand new. He drove through three states with the cabinets bouncing around the back of his truck and then oh my gosh. The them were damaged when they came off the truck. So then, then the rep and us, we all had to expedite getting everything replaced. And we got it done in like eight days so that the customer wasn't that inconvenienced. But you can't ever wow. go through this whole process without bad stuff happening or something happening that you need our help. And then it, you don't want to be ordering from somebody that's that, it, impossible to drive over and, and help you personally or even have people in the area that they know that can facilitate the things that you might need. Right. Okay. Thank you so, so much. Okay. All right. Good talking to you, Loretta. And, you know, maybe we'll hear from you another Friday. Okay, Paul. Thank you so much. All have right, a nice weekend. You. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer, Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high-quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.